This episode of The League Rundown is brought to you by Moxie and Zen. Check out moxieandzen.com slash tforce or just use the code tforce for 20% off of your order. Premium, inexpensive boxers made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, leaving your bot lane feeling fresh. Compared to the rest, none of them will keep you as comfy as Moxie and Zen. Welcome to the League Rundown, episode 445, LCS week three, no, week two review, week three preview, and LEC week three review, best of three preview. I'm your host, quit the trash panda badgering me, and this episode is lovingly entitled Brexit means brexit it's a small cast tonight it's just me and two other people we have the ever-present jack soman twitch.tv slash jack soman and we have the goose i posted some pics about the aquarium on my twitter so if you want to go see some cute fishies you can go uh <laughs> go check that out at mongoose lmbt <laughs> Let me go check that out. I didn't know you posted the, cute the fish. The fish. Yeah, I it was. It was a pretty a fun aquarium. Um, I just like found out it was near me, like an hour drive. So I was like, heck okay. yeah. Drove down there. It's the only aquarium in North Carolina with a tunnel. Um, Ooh. So it was pretty cool. Good time. Nice. I don't think Columbus Zoo has a. I guess it does have an aquarium in it, but it's also not the really best time i guess the weather's fine up here but um we're not here to talk about fish unless we're talking about the teams that are sleeping with the fishes after this weekend um i thought you were gonna make a koi joke there yeah well <laughs> maybe they're one of the teams that's sleeping with the fishes maybe they aren't you know well, i mean i don't know but so um <laughs> just quick news this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a rapid fire episode it's gonna feel like is it's smaller cast tonight um LPL match of the week, JDG versus Weibo Gaming. That is at 4 a.m. PST, 7 a.m. EST on the 11th. And that same day at 10 p.m. PST or 1 a.m. on the 12th. Okay, I guess that would be the next day because time zones are funny like that and they do weird things. So uh, Hanma Life Esports plays against Don Juan Kia. That's going to be a, well, apologies. 
D plus Kia. Yeah, I keep right. slipping up on it because they've only been Dom Juan since like 2018. Um, the there was a monologue that Latigris did last week that I didn't figure out about until Sunday night because I watched VODs about TSM and Doublelift Riot drama, all this stuff. So, um, does one of you want to kind of TLDR it for me? Because I kind of was late to the drama, but I, from what I saw, it's nothing major. Yeah, Jax, go ahead. Sure. So, Latigris did a monologue about... Basically setting the stage for the first time Doublelift is playing his former organization since he left it. That was the intent. And went through just public statements, public knowledge information. So no, like, airing dirty laundry here that was a secret to anything. But many people, namely TSM fans felt that this was in bad taste and got very, very upset about this and started harassing the shit out of Latigris because that's what gamers do with a capital G. So Riot had to release a statement saying, hey, this is on the whole team. This segment was a miss. Please stop blaming Latigris for it. It is a team effort. We are all responsible for this. Latigris also put out a personal apology because she was trying to stem the bleeding of people harassing the shit out of her. Nothing in this clip is inflammatory or, like, dishonest. It's all public information. And you TSM fans who got butthurt over it need to get over yourselves. Plain and simple. And I am, I'm 100% convinced there would have been zero outrage if this exact same monologue, word for word, had been delivered by Captain Flowers or Kobe or Jat. And kind of like on top of that, she says that she's not going to dive into it during the monologue. And then if you want to go and get more like of the information about it, you can go do that yourself. So as to like not put out more information than they needed to. Um so I think they did a good job at covering their bases on that end. And then it still had this huge outrage. Um, and certain public figures came out and did not make it any better um, hmm. with certain things that they were saying on Twitter. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, the, not the, a good step of it that, the start of it that I got was, as a, as a person who was on the outside of the drama looking in on it, kind of like seeing it later on, was Latigris putting up an apology tweet and then Lena and Peter both attacking her in replies. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? So that's when I was like asking people about it. And then I realized this isn't bad at all. And like, really? Like, no offense to like TSM, but like. It, there, there are like bottom LCS teams that are better ran than TSM at this point from like an organizational standpoint and like to get mad about that, like just do better. Just be better. That's all I got to say. I don't think I'm saying anything controversial when I say that. And like, if you're a public figure, you don't need to be attacking just random people in the comments either. I think it's also just kind of unprofessional. It yeah, doesn't really get too. your point across. Um, 
So while it was like slightly entertaining, it's also just like not great for the space. Um, so it was like funny short term, but when you realize the person's actually serious and attacking these people who are just like kind of trying to show their support for someone that they like on the broadcast, it's not not a great look. Mm-hmm. So uh next bit of news, it's an unfortunate piece. Um there was a massive hurricane that hit over in Turkey, Middle East, Syria area, and unfortunately the damage that came from it was catastrophic and there was a large, I believe it's 6,000 people dead from it at this point. They had a bunch of buildings collapse. So, um, first off, um, well wishes to people over there in the situation. I know they're still cleaning up. I, it's one of the things I've been following. But, um, like, Hassan tweeted out a, like, fundraiser thing that's already raised a lot of money for it. So there's a rebuild fund going on. But with the light of that, since the TCL is over there and Ultra Liga, they both have suspended their play until further notice. So hopefully things get recovered back very soon. I know LEC had uh, 113 and Broken Blade and Niski make like a statement between games. I can't remember which day. I believe it was Monday. I remember seeing the three of them on the broadcast kind of talking about it and hopefully things clear up over there. Um, no roster news this week. I, I We might get some roster news in the next week, depending on how we the uh, the two L eliminated LEC teams reply to how they played this split. Um, Mongoose. Where do people go to play games together? Huh, tell me. What's going on? Uh, they go to the community Discord link in the description. And they come and join us on Community Game Night, which is Monday and Saturday. Uh, Saturday, not as popular as Monday, but we're getting there. Uh, Saturday numbers are, are going up, which is good. Monday night uh, has been League, has been Valorant. So if there's a game you want to play, come in, put it in the Community Discord channel or Community Game Night channel. Um, and we'll we'll get it we'll get it started up uh, some Monday, um, but for now it's been League and Valorant mostly. Um, there's other games that you can come play. Uh, you can come join in on our pickums thanks to MiniQuant, uh, and we did have our LCS Week Two winner, which is Purple Panda, finishing at nine and one, which is really really impressive. Um, and then the LEC Week Three winner was Quaza Quaza, Quaza I believe Quaza. Yeah, at eleven and four. So good mm -hmm. job, good job to both of them. Um, and uh, thanks for, for LCS. They said that Miniquan said that there was a seven-way tie for first place for LCS this week, which is kind of crazy to think about that that many people got it right. But it seemed like it was a pretty like stock standard chalk week too. So also fantasy is going on. I, it's it's kind of a little. A little bit later into the season, maybe you're going to be able to get a six-team league put together. But uh, huge shout-out to Mighty Kiko, who put them together. I will say that I'm not doing as successfully in the one league as I thought I was going to be, but it's fine. The other one, I have Prince, so everything is okay. It was um, rigged. What's that? I said it was rigged. It was rigged. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> My bad for hitting the random button on the sleeper app and uh, <laughs> having it go that way. So... All right. 
Shall we jump in? Yeah. Did we start with LCS or LEC last week? I can't remember. I think we start LCS with LCS week. this week. We start with LCS this week. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. So, LCS last week had some good games. Had some games that we expected to be better, but didn't live up to the expectations. So, kind of running through the standings real fast. We're just going to go top to bottom. Um, FlyQuest sitting 4-0. Uh, in first place, second place, Hundred Thieves, Cloud Nine, EG. Pretty understandable after the after the first week, those teams were looking pretty good. Um, fifth place, there's a three way tie between CLG, Team Liquid, and TSM, all at two and two. Immortals won a game; they're one and three, and bringing up the rear, it is Dignitas and Golden Guardians at zero oh and four. So let's just get started. Do you want to start at the top or do you want to start at the bottom? Do we want to get do we want to get the which side of the zero do we want to clear out first? The zero in the loss column or the zero in the win column? Let let's start at the top because I know the top and the bottom team played each other. So it'll feel better to talk about the win. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> All right. So first place, FlyQuest sitting at four and oh. This team is good. This team, I think... Legit. I think... What's that? They're legit. Like, holy shit. They're legit. This is a, I, this is a legit team. I, I know you came into the split super hyped on Prince. I was iffy on Vikla, and even Vikla is looking fucking great right now. Yeah. Mongoose, what do you think? What's, what's, your, what's your read on FlyQuest at this point? I think they will make worlds. I don't know how good they are going to be once they get to worlds because you have to think the Live Sandbox roster didn't make it. And so is Prince and Vikla going to be able to make it with this roster much further in worlds than, you know? Yeah. So it, it's like, it's exciting, but at the same time, I'm also just like, until they actually do it, I'm not going to get <laughs> hyped for Worlds, but I That's know that fair. they will get to Worlds and they will at least look better than NA has in the past. Mm -hmm. So their first game of the weekend was against Golden Guardians, which if you look at it statistically, kills were pretty close, but that's about the only metric that you can actually consider this close. FlyQuest just can kind of control the game from beginning to end. Spica... Isn't it great to see Speak on a good team? Oh my god, it's so nice after, to see after Speak the on with teammates years. and communication. <laughs> there, there are still like kind of moments where he just like kind of runs in and, and gets picked off and dies. Right. But besides those like very small instances, it's it's exciting. Yeah, no, this it's really good to see Spika, who was touted touted as like a really good North American jungler finally playing with like a really good team around him dude and this week he also pulls out the amumu jungle which i think they said on broadcast had not been played in jungle in na since 2016 or 2015 probably fly on high quest honestly is the team that i can think of winning but the amumu looks so good it looks like it was the perfect answer into the team they were playing against it was just so oh, freaking it was so strong. good <laughs> I just, so, it was, it's something we just haven't seen in years, and they pulled it out, not as a random pick, but, like, with a plan with it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was so it was so fucking great to see. And of all teams to pull it out against, they played it they played it against Cloud9. Yep. So not like it was like, hey, okay. we're gonna play against Golden Guardians and we're gonna pull out a Moomoo. No, it was hey, we're gonna pull out a Moomoo versus Cloud9 and we're gonna win. Okay, not just win, but Spika invading and bullying Blabber off of shit at, like, level two and three mm-hmm. as a Moomoo. Because mm-hmm. contrary to popular belief, a Moomoo's actually really strong early when no one has abilities because his is always running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's, he's really good at invading, and especially if you have winning lanes like that. Like, he had three, well, I guess... We had three pushing lanes, did he? Had three pushing he? lanes. They all won early. Yeah. yeah. So he had but pushing lanes. Some of the matchups were was... not winning lanes overall, but like level three to ish mm-hmm. range, they were all dominant. Mm-hmm. And the scary thing in all of this, Winsome's still at support. I mean, Winsome is good. Like, Winsome is very good in this team, but they still don't have Ayla. So who knows what happens when Ayla comes in, too, if they go up another level. So I, I'm I don't just hoping think they'll they go up that much. I, I'm hoping they don't somehow go down a level. Yeah, that would be kind of awkward if they actually went down a level instead of going up a level. Yeah, but so, like if that happens, you just put Winsome back in and yeah, then like, you can get you, money you for fix. selling it. Sitting in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so but it, it FlyQuest, should be an upgrade. Yeah. So FlyQuest good. Uh the team they played day two. Cloud Nine, they, I mean, they got trounced in that game. Let's be real for a second. Like, oh yeah, it was not close. Which is the crazy that you had like Cloud Nine is like, oh, these are the two best teams coming in, and then then FlyQuest takes care of them. They but were they both three and zero at this one. point. Yeah, they were both three and zero. So they play CLG on day one. And CLG threw the curveball at him because they played the Seraphine Karma comp. <laughs> but that didn't matter. Oh. It did not. Mongoose, tell me about tell me about Cloud9's dominant win over CLG. It was <laughs> it was it, honestly like Yeah. It was <laughs> really kind of laughable. It was um <laughs> they they ADC had just got buffed, and then the other team has two ADCs, and when the support has already stats on the ADC that they're playing, um, it's it's a little funny, because they had this Ven that had like a 13-2 and two or 13-3 and three overall record on Kalista. Um, it was just a pretty, pretty funny stat to see pop up, but a lot of this game kind of got the pace for it kind of got decided at level one when fudge had that invade onto contracts mm-hmm. who was soloing his red and then almost kills him and then contracts is like five camps down by the time he clears his first one um and it was just a really strong invade and it just let blabber run all over the map and then from that point on when you have no jungle pressure and you're trying to kind of just like sit back and scale and the other team can just run all over you um it's gonna look really bad and so i think if that level one doesn't happen this game looks a little bit better for clg but still does not look great uh, especially because diplex could not hit a charm on ra to save his life mm-hmm. like he does That's not die this game diplex point but he just was fucking useless and it just didn't matter because Fudge and Blabber were just steamrolling the top side. Berserker and Sven were steamrolling the bot lane. So Diplex was just like, 
Guys, I'm here too. Yeah, he was Berser um... Berserker after this game though is like, yeah, it's really annoying to play into Seraphine Karma because you can't push anything. It's just like you get them under their tower and they just insta clear the whole wave. Um, so it's mm -hmm. it was a good idea to kind of try to contain Berserker and Zven, but when that level one happens and your jungler's useless and the other team being pushed up doesn't matter at all. It's just kind of downhill. And a big thing from this game to mention, Dokla did not, in fact, solo kill Fudge. He uh, went deathless. So once Kangas is back on the cast, we will have Lord Badger. Um, but I'm going to get him to say not here this week. week. See, conveniently, he missed because he had a, a yeah, solid yeah. content meeting. That ran late. I wonder. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> I I, so. I did want to say before we move on from this game, you mentioned Sven's stat line on Callista previously when he used to be an eighty carry. I know I said God damn it, carry at the start of us talking about Cloud Nine because of this, but honestly, Sven looked good on the Callista. Like the dude still knows how to play eighty carry mm -hmm. champions, regardless of what role he's performing for the team, because. Mm -hmm. The, he, he definitely was not playing Callista like an 80 carry Callista, but it looked like because he had the muscle memory for the champion, he was able to focus on doing support things and not focus on how to play his champion. Yeah. And we'll get to, um, we'll get to CLG in their week here in a little bit. Um, let's move on. Um, hundred thieves, hundred thieves had a weekend. <laughs> yeah. They played. Dignitas and a nosediving TSM. So um, I'll kind of take the lead on this one. Uh, congratulations. You played Dignitas. <laughs> yep. You, the, you, basically, that's I don't want to say Dignitas is a free win at this point because we'll see how the free win sweepstake comes out because they do play immortals who actually won a game. But who knows? Um, double if just keeps getting Zeri. They just keep giving Zeri to him. So apparently, sorry. I mean, he's he's working out. Like I I wasn't high on double lift coming in, but like he's performing well. But I also don't think that they've played anybody really at this point yet. So they we'll lost see how C9 he looks against one. Prince. <laughs> What's that? We'll see how he looks against Prince. And yeah, let's see start. how he looks against Prince. Like, let's see how they look against uh, <laughs> the true test. Yeah, we'll see uh, day two, game one of this upcoming week, how uh, Peter's hands are holding up. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so they wait. They play Dignitas game one. It's just a stomp. Tenacity plays first strike Orn again. I swear to God, if I see this shit ever again. Please stop. There, there are tanks where first strike is not trolling. Gragas, for example, yeah. I think it wouldn't be trolling. Gragas is a good one. Orn has mm -hmm. no way to actually trigger it without being in the threat range of his opponent where they can turn it off. And he does mm -hmm. damage over time. He's not front loaded. So why the fuck are you taking first strike on him? Because yeah. cha ching, it makes money go funny. It makes, it makes noise sound and money noise sound. And, and when he ults, ult goes ult go burr and make a lot of money. Ult goes burr. Yeah. I hate it. So, <laughs> it's so, then so they bad. Play, they played TSM on day two right after the the monologue. And they play a 
Cassante Zillion Zary Lulu comp and of course Bjergsen back on Zillion. What else do we expect? Okay. Death no, taxes and Bjergsen playing the club. Not only man. do they play that comp, but TSM drafts absolutely nothing that can actually just single out the Zarian burster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh Mongoose, you wanna run down top to top to support what TSM decided to play that game? Uh, yeah, it was Gangplank, which uh, arguably is probably one of the strongest champions in the game. Um He's, but you Gangplank have to be very good, yes. Uh Maokai, also arguably one of the stronger champions in the game. Same okay. with pretty much all the champions they draft, but unfortunately, uh, into this comp, it was really bad. They had Azir for Maple, and then they had Lucian Nami down in the bot lane, which I think handshaking Lucian Nami is fine if you're going to dominate the bot lane, but TSM knows they're not going to dominate the bot lane, so they shouldn't mm-hmm. ever be drafting things like this. Um, I think Chime on Nami is fine, but I think the Lucian is um, not a good champ for Neo to be playing, especially in the unit that is TSM. Um, mm-hmm. But they all just looked bad. Everyone looked bad in this game. Um, laning phase for a couple people was fine, but I think laning phase is always going to look fine when you're right. Gangplank and Azir. Okay. So. This is the other thing. This was the game where I got fucking angry about the Maokai play. Now you mentioned Maokai is OP right now. Like he's straight up the best or nearly the best jungler. He got nerfed on the B patch because he was so overpowered. Maokai has a very straightforward, completely unstoppable combo. You W someone, you ult, and then during the route from the ult, you walk and you Q them into your team. Repeatedly, we saw Boogie W someone and immediately try to walk in Q and bounce them to safety and then ult and hit nothing. A fucking gold player can do this combo right. What the hell mm-hmm, was Boogie mm-hmm. doing? I just mental gapped. It, got, is, got it was sad. Gap. Yeah, I think they were all just like mental boomed within 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. once that happens, it's just pretty downhill from there. Yeah, this game was, uh, was nowhere just, even. This game was not even. It close. was very, very one-sided. Yeah, it was. It was a turret and two kills away from being a perfect game. Let's just yeah. let's just say it. So, yep. T- uh, Hundred thieves came out firing this weekend. Um, EG, EG also came out firing this weekend against. Let me check my notes. Uh, they played TSM, who's struggling. At, who struggled this? Well, I mean, they, this, at this point, they were two and zero. Oh, so yeah, this was they, the they came into this struggle. with a lot of expectations, and mm. that this roster can't have that. They need all expectations to be zero, and that's when they can thrive. So we saw the first instance in NA of first pick Lucian being countered by Draven Nami, which is something that's been popping up in the Eastern leagues that people have been talking about of like. Well, you can't first pick Lucian at this point because you just take Nami and Draven and you beat Lucian. FBI said that doesn't fucking matter because yeah. FBI Vulcan against Neo Chime. Okay. Neo Draven left a, left a little bit for me to uh, left a little bit for 
for me to desire. Like, uh, yeah. To be fair, Vulcan played Lulu, and I think if you're going to play anyone to say, fuck you, Draven, Lulu is it. She just absolutely good. shits on everything Draven wants to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough for a Draven in that situation. Like, I, I, I feel mean, like if you're going to try to go for this handshake, you have to ban the Lulu as one of your three. Mm-hmm. You have to I, say, I either you pick one like, of them and we'll Draven L Nami, or we'll take Lucian Nami, and you get nothing. Yeah, I mean, And the fact that Zeri was open as well, it's just yeah. like, just pick Zeri Lulu at that point. Because, like, while the hand, like, while having the counter pick is, is cool and all, it's like, you know, this, this was the result. So, next time, next time, Neo, just, just pick Zeri, please. <laughs> I have to watch your games, please. <laughs> Inspire is a good game. FBI is a good game. Vulcan has a good game. JoJo Pion does JoJo Pion things. Um, he's been fucking bad. running it. Oh my he, god. So Jojo has been sprinting these And it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. His team is so good that he can sprint sprint the early early season he's, away and then uh, just He's limit testing. It's fine. Yeah. And the fact that like for this game I was like if Jojo's running it, Maple will just be able to carry and then they put Maple on fucking Galio. I'm just <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, this is doomed. It's doomed. Yeah, it's kind of a rough game for for to get counterpicked in like three different or like two different lanes and then like not win your counterpick matchup that you had going on for you. And like so. your red side, they got counterpick on R1 and then they didn't get counterpick on R5. So it was like <laughs> ridiculous. So. But, but yeah. someday played really well. Someday, so. someday, I really like someday with this team. Like I liked impact with them, but I think someday, someday with this EG team, just another threat is just so good it makes the top side really strong and you don't mm -hmm. really have to go bot side but it is becoming more of a bot side focused thing and someday can still just play strong weak side mm -hmm. um, where he's like dominating the lane but he also doesn't care if he gets dove three two or three people yeah yeah so that's always a good thing uh the second game they played dignitas and we move on. Uh, nope. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, JoJo had a had his first non-sprinting game of the split. To be fair, it's it hard to good. sprint against Dignitas. Yeah, it, when you sprint, if you sprint against Dig, then like maybe you should probably not be. But I digress. Um, all right, jumping now and towards the middle of the pack teams. Do we want to start positive or do we want to start negative and this negative, positive, negative or what? Uh, should sure. We just, let's let's should we talk uh, about CLG. <sighs> we have and, to. And in <laughs> honor of Sean Jiggly Duff Duffy, we, we, we have, have to, to talk about CLG. All right. So I'll talk about CLG. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I was going to say, who wants to who wants to jump on the sword for this a, one? A, as someone who took forty percent of CLG on my fantasy team, I'll talk about CLG. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Kangas. You're not here. <laughs> happy birthday, Kangas. Happy birthday, Ducky Duffy. Happy birthday, Pickle. Yes. By the way, <laughs> it's everyone's birthday. It's, it's everyone's, everyone's birthday. birthday. They're all celebrating so, together. Palafox continues to look fine. 
That's that's the the positives for CLG. Palafox looks fine. Not amazing. Not great. He's fine. His team continues to give him absolutely no resources and no tools. Contracts looked terrible in both games. We talked about the one against uh, Cloud9 already. I don't know how much I want to blame contracts for that one. That was really good. It's just unlucky. It was really good setup by Cloud9, and then they continued to exploit the position they had already put contracts in as a team. So I'm not holding game one against contracts. Mm-hmm. But his Maokai play against Immortals was just as bad as Boogie's was earlier in the day. Oh. It was yeah, terrible. I, Both of the Maokais in NA were fucking awful this week. At, at least he continued to go AP and just kind of full sent it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at least this Maokai, he said, hey, I suck at doing Maokai combos, even though literally my bronze wife can do the Maokai combos correctly. <laughs> so he just goes to the Leandre's build and just throws saplings in bushes and sees if that's enough. Spoilers. It was not enough. Yeah. <laughs> um... Dokla continues to not be as good as he should. He's not big dokes right now. He's little dokes. We keep looking for big dokes, wondering he's, where he he's is. He's small dokes. He's uh small he's dokes. growing. He's like you see you have to take spring to mature. So so he's a grower a and not a shower, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then <laughs> I don't know what happened with Luger and Poom in the offseason. But they even in their two wins in the first week, like, they looked mediocre they're not like spawn level bad but like they just lost to tactical and fleshy and it was not close as they Zeri lost Lulu, the lane you just talked about in our previous discussion is a good counter matchup to the lucian nami they they lost their kind of aggressive bite in the bot lane mm-hmm. i think over the off season when we saw them in academy they were just like going for all these aggressive plays bot lane they were just trying to flex on everyone and show that they were the best and now that they've hit lcs it feels like they're playing scared as opposed to just going in and um maybe it, maybe it comes down to they just aren't getting any jungle support so they aren't like feeling confident enough to go for some of these plays but it's still like they they're not doing those aggressive uh plays the aggressive like sitting in bushes and waiting for them to push up um it's just they they kind of lost that aggressive nature yeah it's yeah i i see my thing was i was never high on poom coming in but he they was were a package fine. deal. He was serviceable he's last year. He's, yeah, that's the thing is he's serviceable, but they should beat like, Tactical Fleshy. Is, the crazy, is the whole like, thing. This is the team. This is the only team that's returning from spring or from summer last year, like entirely. So yep. everyone talked about the value of it, but <laughs> that value went down pretty quickly when you lose to Immortals in the second week. Yeah, we should have. Three zero four teams right now, except that CLG shit the bed so bad that Immortals got a win they yeah. didn't deserve. Because it's not like Immortals looked Should've good been. in that series. We'll talk about them in a moment, but they didn't look good either. This is just a bad game. Don't watch CLG Immortals. No matter which team yes. you prefer, don't watch it. It's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, well let's 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 continue let's continue the negativity before we finish okay. the second section on a positive note um tsm kind of talked about them already they were the victims of 
two beatdowns this week at the hands of Evil Geniuses and 100 Thieves. Any positive notes we can take out of out of TSM performance this week? Solo's not sprinting uh, it. Yeah, Solo's Solo is <laughs> actually kind of holding it down, I guess. Like, he's um, trying his best. Like, they're all, you know what? They're all trying their best. I hope they're having fun. I mean, Maple doesn't look bad. I just don't think he's put into a good situation in either of these games to really mm. come out on top in lane. Maple um, looks like he's maybe a top that's, seven that's mid laner in the league right now, which is not what I want to be saying about the former star of the LMS. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's a yeah. rough one. Chime at least had a good game too. Yeah, chime, chime, chime is doing chime things. Yes, that's a uh, and boogie can play. Boogie can play Wukong. As as can River, he locked as in, can he locked every other Wukong. player in this in this region. <laughs> he locked um, in Wukong, and he he played Maokai. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'll I'll say this: they brought out the Galio, which no one has done, and I think they were kind of brave enough to have that handshake matchup between the Rise and the Galio to match the Roams. Yeah. And I, you know what? Good, good, good for them. They are trying new things. They tried the Draven. They tried the Galio. It didn't work on I, the next week. That's pretty right. much it. <laughs> I would agree with you if they had picked champions that have good synergy with Galio, such as J4 or Camille or other mm. get in here and fight me champions. I mean, Wukong is kind of okay. Wukong and Cassante have engage. Have engage is not the criteria for Galio. It's you're here, fight me, is the criteria for Galio. Mm -hmm. He needs people to be stuck in the spot for a couple seconds for his ult to come down. And who on TSM is going to hold someone in place for Galio ult? Neo, when he flashes in and gets everyone's attention. Uh, <laughs> theoretically speaking, it's supposed to be Wukong right. with yeah. Cyclone. But... Did not work. Out. It did not work out that way for TSM. I just th and that's my inspired kind of Galio had... is not the matchup one v one in the mid lane. It's that they did not draft mm, yeah. a Galio comp. Inspired this game also did not have the int uh, Vi build where everyone's just like rushing Kemp uh, Punk Chainsword. Um, inspired so Boogie probably job. was not expecting that, and uh, you know mm -hmm. I'm gonna blame it on that one item and. Uh, that's, didn't that's didn't build Ken Punk. That's the reason yeah, that yeah, EG yeah. won the game. Yep. Okay. I know LCS is on the B patch. Why the fuck is anyone in LCS still building Ken Punk when they can build Black Cleaver? Uh, that's, that's the a, thing like, is they haven't. That's they people haven't opened their minds to it yet. Like they can LEC at least Black is Cleaver. not on the B patch, so it's it's justifiable in LEC. I think inspired. You know, Inspired here going, you know what? I'm just rushing Radiant Virtue. I'm just going to be the tank for the team. I will hold people in place for you so you guys can kill them. Fully yeah. support. Inspired made the right you choice for the circumstance. That's a positive we can take out of this for TSM because Buggy was building Black Cleaver when they lost the game. So True. he tried yeah. his best to get there. Yeah. But he just didn't succeed because Thanks, his team Buggy. wasn't succeeding. So. Buggy and Maple are ELO held by TSM. That's the take out of this. <laughs> I, I also think the ghost TP for top lane is very fun. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how other people are feeling about this, but I like, I like, I like the Ghost TP Ghost. In the sideline, yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun to see Solo and and uh, someday kind of running around in the bot lane when they had that one v one. It was it was really close, but just running someday, at the speed of sound. Someday had the they big brain of just stand still and auto as Solo runs around him. Way home. <laughs> but that that was at least fun. That little so. bot lane interaction. All right, can we talk about Moving the uh, the good part of the sandwich now? So the good part of yes. the sandwich, the 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 meat and the fillings inside of the loser sandwich here in fifth place is TL, which was a team that went O two week one, and they bounced back with games against. Let me check my notes. Um, oh, uh, uh, Immortals and Golden Guardians. Yeah, they did it. They did it. They won. <laughs> Harry picked Silas into LeBlanc, and it didn't matter. One of the worst matchups you could possibly think of for a Silas to play in. Because there's nothing really good for him to seal off of LeBlanc. And, but then they gave him and not, Gragas Cask. Not just nothing good to steal off LeBlanc. I don't even think there were good ults for him to steal off anyone else in that game either. Gragas ult is like the only thing Gragas you can take in that is the situation. Only one. And oh my fucking god. Licorice. <laughs> He's so bad. Oh I, my I like god. how this is whenever we talk about the bottom three care. teams, it's not Oh well they they played the team. It's, god god why why did he do this? Like, like Gory Gory and River are playing fine. Stixay and Huhi are well, we'll talk about okay. we'll talk about Golden Guardians when we get to Golden Guardians oh here in a minute, God. okay? So, positives for TL. Summit is actually making worthwhile somewhat his camp that he's been receiving by most teams because he literally does not seem to know, to know how to play the side lane. Um, Piosic wasn't a problem this week. Yeah. Core JJ and Yawn are still scaling and harry is getting his sea legs underneath him that's your tl update from me um they they definitely they, only they went fucking... 2-0 because of their strength the schedule this yeah week. oh yeah no they went 2-0 because they played immortals and golden guardians <laughs> they played lucian sona into draven and didn't get killed instant like yeah, being in lane yeah it's so, just like <laughs> immortals did the immortals took nami so they took lucian so immortals took draven so tlr3 sona galaxy galaxy brain drafting out of marin here i mean i don't think core and yawn played like bad i think it was just it's just they should have been fleshy. punished much harder than they, they should were punished. punished way harder I think that's yeah. one of those, like, if your idea is, well, Lucian's strong, we'll get out of lane phase, and then Sona can be strong eventually. Like, I understand the concept, but they should have been bullied like crazy in the early levels and required Pioshik to live down bot to get them to a point where they would be useful. And they just didn't need to because Immortal sucked that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, TL played Immortals and Golden Guardians. They play 
Hundred of Thieves and well, Dignitas this upcoming week. So maybe that's going to be even more of a bounce back if they can pull an upset and get the other win that they're supposed to. Um, I can't believe we have to talk about this team in lengths right now. I mean, Immortals went one on one this week. All right. Who's gonna Who's gonna fall on the sword for this one? Uh, I'll talk. Are you gonna do it? You guys get to talk about the other two shit teams. Okay. All right. (laughs) Immortals sucks. A Blaze Olive managed to make Cassidy look balanced. Tactical and Fleshy are still only not the worst bot in the league because Spawn and Biofrost exist. About to be Spawn and Ignar, which makes them even worse than. Yeah. Than anything that they could possibly roll out on the rift. And it literally takes CLG inting their faces off for Immortals to get a win. Because, like I said, don't watch the CLG Immortals game. Immortals also looked terrible despite decisively winning this game. Because this was very much just CLG handing Immortals a free win and Immortals saying, Are you sure? You can take it back? Mm-hmm. And yes, Immortals does eventually win, because CLG was sure. But god damn it. This was awful. Ken V continues to look like a jungler in the LCS. Uh, Revenge continues to be possibly the worst top laner in the league. A Blaze Olive is... licorice. He's better than Licorice. Licorice. I think Revenge is just kind of ELO held. I like Revenge as a player. I think I like him as a player, but like Licorice is the only other one I'd put in that conversation. Even Arma, Mm -hmm. I think, is definitely better than Revenge. Ooh, mm. I know, I know. Yeah, but Revenge still isn't coming out of laning phase 04, so. At He's least not he having is an not impact. He's not it. doing anything. I yeah, mean, and Licorice is having a huge impact for the other team. So yeah, I was a fair, fair. Licorice well, is having a huge impact that on difference. the enemy team I'll, than I'll he is on his own. Um, a Blaze Olive, I would say, is the worst mid laner in the league if Diplex didn't exist. Like just Diplex is just up. German Blaze Olive. Like Diplex is really bad, so the then a Blaze Olive gets a pass in that regard. But like, mm-hmm. I'd take Gory over Dip over uh, a Blaze Olive right now any day of the week. I'd take Jensen, and I think Jensen has Ooh. been playing like shit over a Blaze Olive. Yeah, I actually think Gory once he gets established, just because I'm still high on Gory yeah, as a player. Gory looked good. Being here for a week, yeah, and that because that's he was totally here fair. For like I can only judge days. based on what I've seen so far. Yeah, based yeah. on what I've seen so far, Gory is probably the eighth or ninth best mid laner in the league. But I'd still put him above Blaze Olive most of the time, and yeah, fair. Fleshy fair. is just fucking awful, and tactical is a known quantity. He's not good. Yeah, and that's Immortals. Yeah. Um, yeah. They get... Oh my gosh. They get Dignitas and Golden Guardians this next week, who are conveniently the only two teams <laughs> it, below them in the standings. Immortals could legitimately have a 2-0 weekend next week, and it would be plausible. It would be like, yeah, I could see that happening. 
Yeah. Just because of strength of schedule. So guys, yeah, if actually, Immortal think... ends this weekend at three and three, we're gonna have to talk about them, but we may not have good things to say still. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you which one do we want to bury first, two? Mongoose? Do we want to bury Dignitas or Golden Guardians first? Let, let's do let's do Dig first because we can kind of speed run Dig. All right, we'll we'll uh, dig two graves on this one. So, um, Dignitas. Oh my gosh. Um, we've chimed on it multiple times at this point. Spawn and Biofrost. No, that no, ain't ch it. Chime is on TSM. All right, sorry. Spawn yeah. and Biofrost. That ain't yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I got what you said, but yeah, I, <laughs> it threw Badger for a loop. Hey, sorry, I've been not awake sorry for like I've been awake for like way too long at this point. So, um, yeah, Spawn and Biofrost, they're trying. They they show up. They play. They log into League of Legends and they play on the tournament realm against LCS teams. It's it's a good experience for anybody trying to rise up through the oh wait what oh Biofrost is just a substitute until Agnar gets here. okay yeah no no mind this team is a uh, this team is gonna this team's gonna get tight. hey spawn at least got some kill participation this weekend that is true in one game I I genuinely it is the only like, game where he got a kill or an assist. I genuinely feel like you could just bump up like half the NACL bot lanes, put them on this team, and it would be an improvement. Who is Dig Challengers? I have no idea. Yeah, Spawn. I just, they, they feel like a bad challenger bot lane. Oh, um, it's Tomo. FlyQuest AD carry from a couple of years ago. It's kind of been around the scene for a while at this point halfway decent player i think i think that could be an upgrade but we'll see i think the reason not to do it is because you don't want to throw a player into the situation like that too soon like what mm -hmm. would happen with uh tactical where tactical got moved up and then there was just like nowhere for him to go down so he's just kind of here and looking not great and just didn't have enough time to actually become a decent uh lcs ready player um so i think just keeping spawn in for now and taking the bullet on this this season is uh probably your best bet mm -hmm. um even though like you have arma santorin and jensen it should be fine but it's it just it's just not so i think a lot of people are gonna look at spawn and and biofrost but really just no one on this team is playing as well as they should mm -hmm. well is bringing arma over as an import one of the wackiest decisions an lcs team has made with their roster uh no well one of them yes but not the wackiest because okay what had, do you um, what's your what's your wackiest uh pride stalker oh mm, fair yeah I thought, at I least thought... arma was on some teams that got to play to off play at worlds to, and yeah. lost in <laughs> yeah but it's not just lost like this players. guy that's been hanging around in yeah. eu masters for years so yeah no that's fair yeah. yeah it's it's just it's not a good roster this weekend they just met against better teams that had better parts every in every role mm -hmm. and every lane um and they just got giga gapped uh so it was just bad weekend for them they looked terrible in both of their games um yeah 
just just not not good they they are speed running the lcs to uh to 10th right now they play immortals so maybe they'll pull out a win and they play a struggling tl so maybe who knows they might we might be talking about a dignitas zero and two or two oh next next week who knows you think they'll beat the one in one weekend immortals no no (laughs) okay moving on um golden guardians we've china we've chimed in on them a lot another former chime team right now yeah it's uh Um, it's not great but i'll just kind of run through this quickly because they're 04 and we don't really need to spend a lot of time on them. Uh, their FlyQuest win or win, their FlyQuest loss was really painful. They got a solo or they got a duo kill from Gory and Huhi on Vikla really early in the game. And ever since that, FlyQuest was just like, nope, we're slowing the game down. Uh, it was nine to six in a 38 minute game. And FlyQuest just kind of played better macro and they just had better pieces and better team cohesion. And the Team Liquid game, Licorice ran it, and ever since that, Summit and Pioshik just kind of came down and rained hell across the rest of the map, and it was really nothing anyone could do. Um, this was the first week that we saw Gory. Gory looked okay. Um, he wasn't as strong as I thought he was going to be, um, but he did have to play against FlyQuest, which, you know, it's understandable, losing mm-hmm. um, that game. And then the game against TL... Uh, he was just kind of on the blanc and the other team was really tanky so not much he could have done i think the draft could be a little bit better i think licorice cannot go 04 and then still go full ap on gragas um i think there's just some things that could be better and i think the double adc bot lane does not work out for this team uh, as well as it does for other people um and something we're talking about having a mid laner swap role swaps to support doesn't work for playing 80 carries as well as having an 80 carry swap to role swap to support what are you talking about that's blasphemous mongoose no one ever thought of that come on it's just it's not great hey mid laners can play caitlin too i remember x peke played it against anivia one time back in like 2013 all right anything's possible let me wag my finger at the cloud a little bit more as the old man of the the esports old man and be like well listen here sonny back in the day and but now like this team has potential i think they very much so if they had gory the whole time could be two two um or at least one three if immortals can be one three this team can be one three um yeah, I think Golden Guardians, it's only going to be up from here on out. I don't think they are going to be 10th place for long, but I don't think that they are going to break into playoffs. Um, it's just the unfortunate nature of the team and the parts on it. Yeah, so they tried, and we'll see. Maybe they'll pull a game out this weekend. They do play, as we mentioned before, they do play immortals and they play clg so who knows all right predictions gonna kind of run through these real fast because i feel like there's some um obvious things uh kangas everyone shame kangai because kangas forgot to put his predictions in so after saying he would after uh, saying that he was going to add them almost an hour ago so um <laughs> he is going to have tsm for all of his answers this week 
in advance. So congratulations to Kangas for predicting TSM to win eight out of the 10 games that they're not playing in. So proud of you, buddy. So Thanks, starting buddy. at the top, TSM versus C9. Um, we all have C9 across the board, except Mongoose. Who Everyone doubts them. This is the week. This is the week they bring it back. <laughs> is, is it the week? The doubt train. This is the week. That's all you got is the doubt train. The narrative, the script writers are going to come it, out. And I mean, it's also Diplex versus Maple. I think if there's any game I can have yeah, faith for mid lane, it's this one. Versus Neo. In that, that, versus that, that, Solo. It's, if we want to. I only see the mid lane for TSM. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reminds me of some people that I play against. Uh, moving on. Um, FlyQuest versus EG. Everyone has FlyQuest. I th- Jax, is that just everyone's riding the high of FlyQuest just utterly dominating C9 and yeah. thinks that they just run over everybody else in the league at this point? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any reason to debate that. Like, Okay. Plus, if JoJo looks like he has, Vikla will absolutely destroy the Rift. I know yeah. I said it for Maple as well, but it's actually true for, for Vikla because Vikla is <laughs> an absolute monster where Maple has not been uh, as phenomenal as I wish he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, TL versus 100 Thieves. I'm surprised by this one, actually. I'm Duffy just not putting 100 Thieves. What's that? I'm just never picking 100 Thieves for the, for the rest of the... That's fair. <laughs> the um, Duffy has 100 Thieves. I have 100 Thieves. Ian has 100 Thieves. Everyone else has TL. Jax, are you just on the anti-100 Thieves train too? No. I think 100 Thieves is not as good as their record shows, but I think they're fine. Okay. Mostly, I think it's Team Liquid looked actually like they were gelling this week like they were playing as a team so i want to believe in the all korean roster you mean fly quest no kidding <laughs> <laughs> moving on uh i have 100 thieves because i just think that tl is still in their growth period second second round robin they have a chance to show more but i'm not convinced by harry and i still think summit is an issue in side lane which is bad because his lane is the the biggest side lane of all. So, um, CLG versus Golden Guard. Damn it, Mongoose. <laughs> I saw that happen in real time. <laughs> CLG versus Golden Guardians. And I might actually have to join you on this one. I don't know. Right? Everyone else, everyone has C- uh, well, I don't know what Kangas has. He has TSM. So, who am I kidding? Um, Duffy has CLG, Jax has CLG, Bickle has CLG, Ian has CLG, Sam, Mongoose, and myself begrudgingly picked Golden Guardians to win this game because unfortunately someone's nexus has to explode. So, uh, Goose, go first. We are the minority of believers at this point. Uh, Licorice can't possibly run it any harder against Dokla, and Dokla won't have that big of an influence, and so River and Gori will actually be able to have an actual game where they can play League of Legends, um, and they are playing. I, I just think this game's really hard to tell. I think when all of us had CLG, I felt way more confident picking Golden Guardians, uh, but now as you are flipping, I am way less confident because there's not that much CLG faith. That's, that's not- fair. 
Hear, hear me out. You got to go full reverse psychology. You got to try to think like Kangas. What's going to happen is that Licorice sucks so much that Doklo will solo kill him twice. And because of that, Kangas will come on next week claiming he does not have to call Badger Lord Badger. And we will all have to be like, no, because, I'm sorry, because that does not work retroactively a week later. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. should ask him if he wants to double double or nothing it. <laughs> See if he wants to double or nothing it. Well, unfortunately, he's not here to make that bet again. So Unlucky. I did just switch Armed out for revenge in one of my fantasy leagues. So, because I forgot to do that last week. So, um, speaking of uh, Armed versus Revenge, Immortals versus Dignitas. Everybody went Dignitas except for Ian and myself. And my reasoning is simple Immortals has actually made an enemy Nexus explode this season. And Dignitas has not even cracked an inhibitor yet. That's totally valid. I have Dignitas <laughs> because I have members of Dignitas on my fantasy team. This is uh, very yes. much a whoever wins, we lose. Please don't watch this game. It's going to suck. I'm also just on that. I'm riding the fuck Ignar train. So until Ignar gets here, every pick is dig. Mm -hmm. In games that I think they can possibly win because I'm taking too many hits picking dig. <laughs> Your your yeah your your win rate is tanking. It's like when I was on my Golden Guardians kick last season. Yeah, I'm a, I can't be on the dig and TSM kick. I have to choose one. Yeah, you have to you have to pick your sides properly. So yeah. that is the end of day one. Day two starts with one that has a little bit of stakes behind it. We have FlyQuest versus a hundred thieves, aka Prince. Playing against Double Lift, the man he wants to put in the retirement home. Okay. Unsurprisingly, we have all FlyQuest across the board. If FlyQuest 2 0s this week, they are unequivocally the best team in the league. Just period. Because I'll call them the best team in the West if they 2 0 this weekend, which I have full faith in. Possibly, considering faith. how EU has been kind of everyone. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll talk about LEC later, um, but like. But like, they just beat Cloud9. If they beat EG and 100 Thieves, that's all of the other top teams. Mm. Like, yeah. they have the hardest strength of schedule this week they could possibly have. And we're still predicting them to 2-0. Yeah. I mean, like they, everyone just, they just dismantled C9, who was unequivocally the best team in North America going into last week. Or one of the best teams outside of FlyQuest, of course, because I think FlyQuest has a chance to make a deep run at Worlds because I'm a psychopath like that. Um, <laughs> we get it. El Clasico, CLG versus TSM. And everybody picks CLG except for the Goose because... Hey, it's looking pretty good for me based on that. This is going to be so disgusting. Yeah, it is. CLG is going to look trash. <laughs> So Mongoose and his favoritism towards his favorite children, Boogie and Maple, uh, who play for TSM and unfortunately River does not play for CLG, has picked TSM. Everyone else has picked CLG because I flipped a coin. Jax probably is on the fuck TSM train. Yep. Um, 
Duffy picked CLG because maybe he thought everyone else was going to ride TSM. I don't know. And Kangas never said anything, so we're... He's picking TSM. He's Oh, yes, right. I forgot. <laughs> Kangas is picking TSM in every single game this week. Well, no, um, he's just picking TSM because Duffy picked CLG. True. Also Incidentally, true. he's also picking Golden Guardians because Duffy picked CLG. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So... Those are um, the only picks of Kangas as we know. Fair. All right. Now, this is the one that I'm looking forward to this week. Like, I, I know FlyQuest is playing EG and I know they're playing Hunter Thieves, but this one's going to be a good one. Evil Geniuses versus Cloud9. Third game, day two. This had Duffy better be the match of the week. This is. I think this has to be. I think they're gonna do Fly EG as match of the week just because the storylines behind it of like T- time slot. This one's at a better time slot. This is at five Pacific, is- approximately, or eight Eastern. This is the one that all of NA can watch. This has to be the match. Yeah, you have yeah, the EU viewers. Third game. Yeah, it's not gonna be TSM CLG. What do you mean? Yeah. So, um. But no, so EGC9 is playing ENSC9, Goose is C9, Jax is C9. Everyone else is EG. Sam, Pickle, myself, and Duffy all said EG. I think this is the team that JoJo and the, and the top four that JoJo can sprint against and get away with the most. Yeah, he's against Diplex. Plus, he's against Diplex, yeah. It's. Quite literally, if you took Cloud9 and replaced Diplex with a good mid, I think they'd M&S. be the best team. Just period. <laughs> M&S, yes. who has... Yes. Hold on, let me look up while you're... I just... Um, I need to do the update of um, M&S's solo kill record that I, he has going on. I don't even know who but that I is. Can, M&S is He's the C9, C9 Challengers mid laner yeah. who had 20 solo kills in 8 games. Before last weekend's games. Jesus. Kid is. He's, he's actually like insane. Yes. Cloud9. He move just him has up, some. Uh, Deplex sucks. I want to see you guys with a good mid laner. But that yeah. being he said. He just has some uh, uh, issues in terms of team cohesion. So yeah. they're trying to probably making sure that doesn't uh-huh. flare up. Makes so sense. Uh, he has now played 12 games and he has 23 solo kills. So his record's falling off a little bit, but still, still pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So EG, I just think is, I just think I had EG second. I think EG is the best team outside of FlyQuest and NA at this point. I mean, you can make the argument C9 is the best team out of side of FlyQuest. I mean, we'll figure it out this weekend. We're going to find out this weekend. I picked Cloud9 because I think... Other than mid lane, I do think they are slightly better than EG. And JoJo mm-hmm. has been iffy. And the combination of those two is why I picked Cloud9. Mm-hmm. If JoJo had been looking more on form the past two weeks, I would have picked EG. Yep. Because I think it's slightly Cloud9 favored across the board, except mid lane where it's heavily EG favored. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're getting to the the boring part. So if you if you have plans for Friday night, 
you, you these are the two games that you're probably going to want to avoid. We have Team Liquid versus Dignitas. And unsurprisingly, everyone has picked TL in this game. Yeah. Okay, now that I've given you enough time to hold your breath for the suspense of our defense of it. One team is Team Liquid and the other team is Dignitas. And as much as TL has been struggling, I think they kind of take care of business against this team. Yep. And then everyone's match of the week, part two, Electric Boogaloo. Immortals versus Golden Guardians. Which everyone has picked Golden Guardians except for Duffy. And as much as it pains me to say it, I think Immortals actually has a 2-0 week this week. Yeah, like it's plausible. Um, Honestly, like Riot, please just invert the schedule. Just put Dig TL and Immortals GG in the games that the West Coast can't watch because we're still at work. So I can just come home and just tune in live and not give a fuck that I missed two games. Instead, I'm going to have to rewind two hours and not get to watch live and skip all of your Mm -hmm. in-between game content because why would I watch it when I can just go to the next game? You could just invert the schedule. I'll just miss two games and not care anymore. But no. Yeah. So... Oh, um, Revenge does really well against poor top laners just because he's able to create value and as long as the rest of his team holds it down, which they should be able to because tactical fleshy versus Stixie who he yeah. does not sound like a um, killer matchup in the bot lane and like the only reason I would see GG winning this one is Gory has his I'm in NA now I'm going to take over game against blaze olive so anything else to say on that mongoose you got anything your for your gg boys i think you guys are just giving immortals too much credit i don't know i feel like this match isn't going to be close at all (laughs) mongoose to be fair i picked golden guardians to win this i just think whoever wins i'm the only one that picked i duffy and i are the only ones that actually picked immortals to win I, I think this game isn't even, like, remotely close. I think Golden Guardians wins this game before 30 minutes. Jeez, okay. That's understandable. Like, we everyone knows how we felt about Immortals coming into this season, and I don't know why that would change at all. And Gory's going to have another week with this team. It's going to be significantly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Let's move right. on. I don't want to talk um, about these shit teams anymore. Yeah, Let's I was talk about say, some different yeah. shit teams. We're gonna jump over the pond. We've we've already seen enough at this point. Um LEC wrapped up the first what is what's the first stage of it called? Is that just called winter season, se- regular season? season? Yeah, it's regular just a regular. Because then they go into groups and then that'll go into playoffs yes i don't know i'm i'm still i'm still jury's still out for me on this format i'm not a huge fan but at the same time i totally understand where they're coming from um we'll see once it like fully completes and restarts back over i think that's when it'll like kick in whether we love it or hate it yeah so because there's only a week between when playoffs end and when 
the spring season itself actually starts so depending on how much different the bottom two teams look coming back into their spring split depends on if i'll like it or hate it because if mm. it completely revamps the teams then i'm like all right all for it because then we don't have to watch two teams just suck ass all season yeah so all right here we go final standings for the winter season in first place vitality second mad lions third place sk gaming fourth place g2 fifth place bds sixth place heretics seventh place koi eighth place astralis and then the two teams that everybody expected to miss the the group stage fanatic at two and seven in ninth place and the microsoft boys excel at one and eight bringing up the rear holy cow where do we want to start riot yeah. games the, we the lec the script is spicy this season we should start at the bottom for this one. We should start at the bottom because I feel like that's the more interesting end of the table to talk about. Tenth place, XL, who could have easily gone zero and nine because they got lucky that BDS, who finished in fifth, forgot how to play League of Legends for after the 28 minute mark in their game they played week one. But other than that, Six game losing streak to end the season. Wow. 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 I, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. This roster should have been so good. It's Otoamne, Xerxes, Vithio, Patrick, and Targamus. Multiple of those players are former league champions or like well regarded in their role. Matter of fact, Patrick, who we all were like, yeah, he's really fucking good. How is he not like more prominent? Is probably regarded as the worst of all of them going into this. And somehow he Wild. still looks bad, but so does the rest of his team. Like Odoamne just straight up losing every top lane, not weak side machine Odoamne, just losing Odoamne. Xerxes mm -hmm. useless, Vitio's inting, Patrick and Targamus are losing every lane. Like, this team sucks. Unfortunately yeah. for Patrick, highest DPM, highest damage percent share for his team. But it just doesn't matter. This team is so disconnected. It looks like they play without comms. Yeah. That, like, that is a common theme for both of the it. teams that have been eliminated. Yeah. They are oh, yeah, individually no. we talk about good Fnatic, players the same thing too. who are playing like they are not communicating with each other. Like they are not talking. Or like they don't trust each yeah, other. It's, it's very solo queue-esque kind of play styles. Where it's like has a hint of like pro, like a little bit of like sprinkling on the top of like actual team cohesion, and then the rest is just like solo queue down from there. Mm hmm. Like they have a coach do drafts, and then it's solo queue. 
But like, it's, it's I don't even want to talk about bad. the individual games for Excel because only one of well, them was worth. We can wor- talk about yes. yeah. Only one of them was worth watching. Listeners, do yourself a favor. The very last game of LEC regular season had no bearing whatsoever on results <laughs> for Excel. They were already eliminated. And it is a 54-minute banger that is tense <laughs> and crazy. It is the only entertaining Excel game of the entire fucking split. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was good League of Legends, but it was at least entertaining. There was no 55 kills in 54 minutes. It was great. Yeah. As a spectator, yeah. it was great. It was um It was quite the experience. I do want to say VTO on the Jace in the first game that they played against Heretics almost pulled them back from the brink but that was also against a 14 kill jack spectra who finished the game 10,000 gold ahead of patrick oh my god that game thousand that game was absolutely fucking brutal this was oh we got draven an early lead well let's just play around draven (laughs) And Excel was just like, well, Draven's getting all the kills. I guess let's just keep giving him more kills. It was absurd. Yeah, but you guys should go watch the Excel Vitality game. And if you don't like have time to watch the whole thing, just watch after like 35 and, minutes. And remember that... While there are no stakes for Excel, there were stakes for Vitality. This let them Mm -hmm. choose their opponent in the next stage. Yep. And and while you're watching it, when they show the Vitality cams, look at just how the players are reacting throughout this game. Um, That's kind of like the difference between the first place and the last place team is just like the cams and kind of the attitude that all the players have. Um, it It was fun seeing Vitality still just like having a good time yep mm-hmm yeah so um that's excel fanatic not only did they get the curse of spring razorg not only did they get the curse of wonder playing wow probably way too much not only did they the get new expansion peak? for WoW? What's that? New expansion for WoW. Expansion He's for got WoW. To. The raid was they had a WoW raid that came out right at the beginning of the year, so obviously that's where his intentions were clearly lying. Yeah, he's got a he's got a grind. Not only did they get regular season humanoid, which everyone knows and loves dearly at this point, but they got KDA Reckless. And they got rocks. All right. I have one good thing to say. Wonder on Gragas recognized that he was losing the matchup and went tank Gragas. Instead of continuing to double down on AP and just fucking inting the game. Yay. Yay. It didn't help. They lost in 25 minutes. 
<laughs> but at least he wasn't trolling this time, like every other Gragas we've seen who loses lane. Mm-hmm. He did play Comet Aatrox this weekend, so I feel like I can't give him too much credit. I know. He, uh... Yeah. To be yeah. fair, it was against a Gnar. I think Comet is less troll against Gnar than it would be in most matchups. Mm, fair. This this was just a rough weekend for all of Fnatic. I think trying to find a bright point is is tough, and we're all gonna struggle to grasp at anything, any kind of of uh, bright spot. Um, yeah. But Fnatic ultimately they came down to a must win game against Astralis. And Astralis was like, nope, absolutely the fuck, I think not. And stomped them so far down into the ground. Fnatic uh, left the stage disappointed and not with a showing that they are proud of. And they are ge definitely going to have to rethink and draw up some new stuff. That wasn't even the last must spring. win game because then they still had a last chance saloon against SK. If Fnatic had won versus SK, it forced a tiebreaker for eighth. And then Fnatic just absolutely got yeah. their asses kicked by SK, too. Like, yeah. Exekick and yeah. DOS are actually fucking scary, and Reckless and Rux just kind of ran it. Do you know who has the highest KDA I, in LEC? It's Exekick, isn't it? No. No. It's DOS. Really? It's DOS. Yeah, yep. DOS has highest KDA. He has a 10 KDA. God damn. It's kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Followed by followed by um Certus uh, is at five, so yeah, yeah, the team's doing something right. I think Exekick. If I had to put, well, we're we're MVP talking fanatic right now. Candidate. Well, yeah, I yeah, know, but yeah. we'll talk about them later. But I think we, we don't have to we'll talk have to much more about fanatic. I was about to say, do we want to talk much more about fanatic? Because like, Sh should we? What should... do you do at this point? Here. I, I, Are, I, is 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 fanatic is is reckless going to get beamed? Is, no, no. Upset right, gonna come no. back. We have in our no. doc a question of what roster changes would you make for these two? And my answer is the same for Excel and Fnatic. Management. Yes. Yeah. Coaching staff, mm -hmm. analysts, decision makers, managers. The ownership needs to change the decision makers behind the scenes. Something, Pay Yamato a lot to come yeah, back. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. And actually pay for good people because i know that fanatic has always had a history of being stingy on their back room and this is the result mm -hmm. you yes. have good players in every fucking role on both excel and fanatic give them the people they need so they can thrive yeah 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 and like so. that should cover eulogizing them too. Both of these teams. This is ten good players that got eliminated. Well, mm, no, mm. I'm 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 going there. This is ten good players that got eliminated. That's fair. That's your eulogy. <laughs> and I really, really hope coming into spring in what is it a month that both of these yeah, orcs it's about four weeks from now have done a lot of work on fixing the communication and cohesion problems that are preventing these players from shining. Because these are mm -hmm. both of these teams, a hundred percent of the problem 
is not hands. It's not who the players are. It's these players are not communicating and coordinating like a team. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd say either one would be the best team in the league if they were team working like a good team. But they'd be in the next round for sure. Like without question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you would hope that they would be able to scratch up more than three wins collectively between the two teams. Yeah. So speaking of three wins, Astralis. Dude, the team that no one thought would be here. Yeah, the team that no one thought would make it. Astralis comes out, makes it to the second round. I will admit, I was not thinking that this team was going to make this possible, especially after the first week. Mm -hmm. But hey, look at us. Look at where we're at now. Having to talk about Astralis in the top eight. They, They should have lost one of these games that they won this weekend. Um, Dude, they beat the they, hell out they of They went two and one. Yeah, well, yeah. sort of. They, uh... It was still kind of SK favored for most of the game. Um, Finn they showed just kinda, us why Gangplank is a Z-tier yep. champion. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very SK favored for a good portion of the game, and then kind of scaling just caught up and the LeBlanc Vi Lucian comp fell off um, and just got kind of giga gapped by the Gangplank and believe it or not Zanya's on uh, Jax will not stop Gangplank from just shredding your entire health bar um, but Dude, Finn looks good built so much <laughs> I think it's entertaining. I don't know if I like it or hate it, but it's at least funny to see Jax just go golden in every fight. Yeah. Um, but they looked, they looked great in the Fnatic game. They looked kind of dog shit in the early game for, against SK, and then scaling caught up, and then they started to look good again. Um, and Chemdr- uh, uh what's this? Uh, Chemtech Soul is absolutely terrible. I think it's the worst soul in the game by far, and I think taking it just allows the other team to steal Elder, so you should never do it. Um, And then their game against Koi, um, yeah, they kind of just drafted full AD, um, and it was just a really good comp to play against full AD teams, and they had the Kled, which... I know Finn loves it, but I just don't think it's the the champ right now. I think um, to play against. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yon top, Kled mid. Both of those are better matchups for both of those champs. In this because Kled into Silas is a really good Kled matchup, and Yone into Nar is just good because it's just old. It's just how Aurelia was so powerful against Nar. Back in the day, you just do that on Yo now. Yeah, but I don't think the solo lanes were the problem versus Koi. The problem mm. was that they drafted Sivir Yumi, which meant that Zeri got to free scale. Yeah, and they had nothing to lock down Zeri. They had absolutely nothing. No point and click CC of any kind to say fuck you, Zeri. And Sivir just yeah. did not get to do Sivir things because Zeri Lulu just pushed her in and beat the hell out of her early. Because Yumi doesn't offer anything. 
I'm so glad that they're not gonna be on 13-1 anymore next week and we'll be done with Yumi. Yeah. We'll be done with Yumi, we'll be done with uh, kind of the Zeri builds that we're seeing right now, and we'll get to the more exciting Zeri build, which is a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be goodbye to a lot of a lot of things and hello to a lot of new things. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good change. Um but yeah, unfortunately we did have to watch this last week of of the super super week of mm -hmm. the LEC uh so. on thirteen one. So yeah. I mean Astralis, they did it. They made it. I'm not gonna say that they have good chances in the next round, but we'll it's see how it goes. At least Astralis managed to survive against SK long enough and pull it out. That meant we did not have to watch a fucking tiebreaker between them and Fnatic. Because I'm so glad we didn't yeah, have to watch them twice it's true this week. Too. And Groups is double ELIM, right? Yes. Best yeah, of Groups three is double ELIM. So yeah. they're at least guaranteed two more best of threes. Yep, we get four more games so of Astralis. Four. At least four more games of Astralis. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, who is the team that's other on their side of the? Oh, oh yeah, no, we yeah. Like I said, games of we get four more games of Astralis <laughs> because they're up against Mad next week, and then the loser of G two BDS. Which we'll get to that team eventually, but um, Koi, Koi coming in seventh by the nature of the fact that they lost to Heretics. It's crazy to think how far Fnatic and XL fell. Yeah. It's crazier to think how far. I think it's just as crazy to think how far Koi fell. I mean, yeah. they got. I went four and five. This was the summer champs. This was the summer champs. Without, I mean, you switch Odo for Segenga, but I don't think that changes the team enough to make it to the point that we're at it right now, where they are seventh. They're playing as the away team, essentially, in the first round of, of groups. And who knows? So, Koi this weekend played... I'm trying to think who was it they played vitality and beat vitality which was surprising to everybody how yep. good they looked but at the same time i also think that perks kind of sprinted on the leblanc this was also so we have to set the stage for explaining this so koi went two and one in week one and we were like yeah they look fine not like last season champions good but fine and then that was the O three 3 week two, where everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with Koi? Yeah. So this is the return to form. Them beating mm -hmm. Vitality was shocking, because Vitality ended the split at 7 and 2. Like, they're literally number one. <laughs> um, But this is... The, the game against Vitality especially, and the fact that they went 2-1 and one this weekend should give Koi fans hope going into this best of threes that they are not remotely in the same position of Astralis of, well, we'll get four more games of them. Maorang still looks fucking good. Comp and Trimby are still a, like, 
top half bot lane. Yeah, I would say so. Like, they're definitely not the, wow, these guys are fucking cracked that they were last year. But they're top half. And It wasn't as big of a gap between them. It was a because I think there was a pretty big gap between Comp and Trimby and most of the LEC last season. Yeah, the, they were like clearly the best, basically, and it was a lot of why Rogue won Summer last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Larson continues to get his ear for some reason, and Larson's ear is good. Like I have nothing bad to say about his ear. Um, but then he also like I I get it's against Astralis, but. His Silas was fucking clean. Like, Larson is looking a lot better. Sagenda mm-hmm. still sucks. I want Odawamne back. <laughs> well, yeah, I think everybody wants Odawamne back on this team. Um, Yeah, Koi had good performances this weekend. Their game against G2 was kind of rough, but, you know... They went 2-1, they went 2-1, and the first and third weeks, they made groups. They have a good chance to pull an upset against SK later. Their game against G2 was also really weird because it was melee supports on both sides when this meta has been all range supports all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely changes how you play the game itself, too. Um, Yeah. Next up... Heretics finishing sixth place above Koi. Due to the head to head. Due to the head to head. Yeah, I'm like. The only tiebreak we were ever going to get was for eighth. They're not doing tiebreakers for Mm -hmm. anything else. They're just deciding it based on head to head or strength Mm -hmm. of wins. And that kind of makes sense because it's like an elimination versus. Yes. I I, I like this policy. Like. I want yeah, every yeah. league to do this. Like, fuck tiebreakers for who gets second and who gets third. I don't give a shit. Give me the tiebreakers for they are playing for their lives. And guarantee those. Because it's so frustrating when those are just decided automatically. Yeah. Um. So, Heretics. Good overall weekend, I would say. Somewhat successful. I mean, they Unfortunately, went one and two, they, but yeah, but they could have easily been two and one if they didn't botch the Mad Lions, the push at the end of the Mad Lions game there that the Niski got the pen to kill on. But uh, we talked about their game against XL earlier. The fourteen kill Jack Spectra Draven. Jack Spectra is really good. Yeah, I was not expecting like, that. Really good, like. If Yike wasn't in the league, Jack Spectra, rookie of the year, hundred percent, put fly it, put it, put it in now. Like just, just get his name on the trophy already. Like this kid is good. It's crazy that it took him this long to get up to the LEC, but here he is. He made it. Um, the fourteen kill Draven game was good. Uh, kind of had a rough game against Mad Lions just because. The Ashheimer dinger wasn't working because it wasn't the poke ash, it was the on hit ash. And then um the game against BDS was just constant fighting over and over again. Oh my god. Just 
Again, just like the Vitality Excel game, this was not good League of Legends, but BDS Heretics, first game of Monday, was fucking fun to watch. Because these teams would just brawl, and then regardless of who won the brawl, they would heal up, and then they would come back and brawl again. Constantly. Yeah, they didn't hear a bell. They just kept fighting over and over again. It was so great as a spectator. It was so good. I want more of that. So. Like, I don't care who wins. I don't care that it's not the best mm-hmm. League of Legends. They're fighting. It's not 20 minutes of them just warding and macroing around each other. They're actually fighting each other. This mm-hmm. repre- like this looks like a high-level version and a coordinated version of what I experience day-to-day in solo queue. Yeah. Boy, do I have the league for you. I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, if you want to see this, there's there's this league in the East that 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 revision very recently and you know obviously does this. So, um, Heretics unfortunately was the first team picked in the draft for the top teams. And they get to play Vitality in round one. So... I'm actually a little surprised that Vitality chose Heretics over Astralis, for example. I think... I don't know. Part of me wants to think it's the Perks versus Yankos constantly beat into the ground storyline. But I think it. I think there's just... I think that might be like the best pick for him just based on how like stylistic vitality works as a team and how heretics works as a team and they might also have a feeling about their game that they played against them Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the astralis game or the koi game yeah so so there's i'm sure they have they have a little bit more of like inside information yeah that they that they won't reveal to us so but we'll see how that game goes. I think Vitality probably could have picked any of them and still would be severely favored. Oh, so. 100%. So. All right. Oh, I just saw that, Jax. <laughs> um, all right. Fifth place. BDS. A team that no longer tortures their fans for entertainment. They actually win League of Legends games. Didn't start out like that this year. It didn't but, start out uh, like that. This they year. got there in the end. Hey, they made it in the end. That's all that matters. So, I mean, it wasn't the easiest schedule for them either. But they were on the other side of the Heretics, the Heretics game that was a bloodbath. Heretics BDS, watch it, just bloodbath. I mean, unfortunately, they had to play Vitality, and they had to play G2, G2, which G2 just kind of mopped the floor with them and Vitality. God, this Vitality game was... I don't even know how to describe it. It was a game. It was a game. It was a fiesta. (laughs) Yeah. No, I... For BDS, like, I am happy that Crowny, formerly known as Crownshot, and just embraced the the Crowny moniker because people kept calling him that anyway. 
He's mm-hmm. actually looked really fucking good. I'm glad he's back. I was really sad when we had that year with him just not in the LEC for some fucking reason. Yeah. He's fucking good. Um, He's good. Nuke dropped the int from his name and has been doing less of it as well. Hey, that's my line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's true, so I'm stealing it. It's so true. It's actually true, though. I will will admit, I, I feel proud about saying that one. Like last week, it's like when Caps lowercased his name. Yeah, yeah. What? It, but I haven't opposite. looked. Is it just C? It, did he uh, capitalize the C again? Is he back to the capital uh, C? I think so. Yes, I think so. I don't it looks know. like it. Yeah, yeah he's back yeah, to it uppercase C. At least according to Leaguepedia, he is. I don't even know if that's correct or not. Yeah. Um, I would assume so. I also just wanted to shout out, like, Shio has been so much better than I ever could have expected. Like, I had no expectations around Shio, and he actually looks fucking good. She looks good. Adam's still mm-hmm. Adam, for better and for worse at the same time. <laughs> it probably feels really good for him, though, going on while Fnatic is, like, <laughs> yeah. drowning in the this bottom the of payback. the pool. <laughs> the yeah. long con in the end. I'm uh, glad that Crowny and LeBrov are back together, though, because I think they function really well as a duo. And I think I said yes. that two years ago when they were playing. Um, they just, like, have moments together where they're they're just on the same page for, like, int or not int. They are doing the same thing always. Mm-hmm. Another positive thing to take out for BDS, they were the last team picked of the four fifth through eighth place teams. So apparently, everyone else was I mean, scared to, of the upset potential. I mean, they has. also did kind of get a positive win rate. Yeah, I was going to say, to yeah. be fair, they have the highest scoreline of any of these teams. Yeah, I yeah. Mean. I mean, they you think should like Koi scaling, maybe Heretics has a little bit of sneaky upside because Jack Spectre could get hot for a couple of games. But you know what? They played G2 in the first round. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, they could take it to three games. So... Doesn't sound very confident. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, speaking of G2, G2 finished fourth. Literally one yeah. win better than BDS. Yep. One win better than BDS, tied with SK Gaming. It's G2. And they had a weekend, they played some games. I'm not going to say how successful some of those games were because some of them were great stomps right. of koi the important tactically. one is that they absolutely blasted the shit out of bds and that's their opponent next week yes that's the uh that's the positive one for them is they beat bds down it was like, brutal it, it was it was it was a very clean game from them i mean they, they had g2 moments but it you have to have that. That happens with every single G2 game is the G2 moments. G2 moments was Koi. their third game. We'll talk about that in a moment. Oh, G2 moments was their third game. But yeah, so they beat Koi. They beat BDS. Both those games are not relatively close. Caps is the latest one to jump onto the Jace train. Yike is... Yike looked really good this weekend just because 
Yike yeah. might be one of the best junglers. Y- you remember all my criticism Europe. about the NA Maokai's? No, Yike's Maokai was clean. Yeah, Yike is not an NA Maokai. So, and then, and then, and then, they play the Mad Mad Lions. Oh my god, this game. <sighs> I- um... Well, let me just read the top to bottom for you real fast. Top lane, Broken Blade Karma. Tank Jungle Karma. E- tank Karma. Actually, not even really Radiant tank. Virtue, Radiant Mikhail's Virtue, Mikhail's Blessing yes. Karma. <laughs> utility um, Tank Karma. Utility Karma. Yike in the Jungle playing Kindred. Caps playing Radiant Virtue Swain. So double Radiant Virtue. And then Hans and Mickey played Varus Talia against a Sivir. <laughs> Yumi. Played attack speed Varus, not the lethality builds Varys. we've been yes. seeing. Yeah, attack speed Varus against Sivir Yumi. And I've been really critical of I hate the lethality builds. Like, I'm of the opinion if you're not going to draft a comp where you can play attack speed Varus, you just shouldn't be playing Varus. Mm -hmm. Or you should be playing AP Varus, which is better than lethality in my opinion. But this was a comp where lethality would have been fine. Because they had Yike to provide the sustained DPS. They didn't need Varus to do it too. And he could have actually brought meaningful poke and been the, the threat to keep people away. Mm hmm. And, you know, have some lane presence early. And and actually do the sum stuff, you know. Seems kind of important. G2 just didn't have any urgency or, like, any way to force stuff in this game. It was very much just like, oh, we're going to let them play into us. And then Mad did play into them, and they just crushed them in every fight because G2 was so reliant on ults. But they G2 is a team that is like, we are going to fight every fight the other team wants, regardless of if we have ults up or not, and we're just going to win it because our hands are better. Their hands were about the same as Mad's, but Mad just had a better comp that could fight without ults. Yep. Um, so it was just a very downhill, <laughs> downhill slope for G2 where they were trying to climb back up it, and it just they were sliding down every time. Yeah. So, but if you look at the teams G2 lost to, this is exactly where they should be because they lost to SK, they lost to Mad, and they lost to Vitality. And then they beat everyone else under them. So, this is like, yeah, where they should be. Just them losing to the SK just still feels weird to me, just being like, yeah, yeah. SK beat G2 when they're above them in the standings. And part of the reason they did that was because. They're they're weaker than they had this weekend. And so SK was the final nail in the Fnatic coffin. Like told Fnatic to get in the bin, took them out to the trash. (laughs) We'll see in the spring, which did a little spring. How appropriate for the original El Clasico to be the the nail in the coffin for Fnatic. That's actually very great LEC script writing. I don't know who did it, but they did a great job. Like I said, they did a great job with the script for LEC this season. So, um, SK played, sort of thing. SK played Astralis and was ahead in a game before Finn's gangplank 
who was down like a thousand gold, rose from the ashes and showed us why Quick Blades crit gangplank is disgusting. With it's a so capital good. disgusting. Like, remember the the one shot, one dream, one barrel combination from like Sooning versus G2, like at 2020 Worlds? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, one shot, one combo, one barrel, one barrel, one combo from Finn. It's, I need to explain this one for listeners who may not understand why it's so disgusting. Because, in theory, Infinity Edge should just make your crits way bigger. So why would you go Quick Blades when the champion is literally a one barrel champion? Because Quick Blades has that multiplier on your abilities, it's almost as much damage as Infinity Edge for the actual barrel combos, and it lets you do them like twice as often and use your eat fruit to get out of shit all the fucking time and parlay like every two seconds. And mm-hmm. your ult actually has ability haste backing it up so you can use it more often. Like, it's so gross. It's so gross. Yeah. Disgusting champ. Z tier. Too good. Riot, please nerf. Um, You know what else they also need to nerf? Well, I mean, they already did it, but Zeriyumi, because... Exit kick and DOS played Zeriyumi against Sena Yasuo. Dude, all right. I gotta I gotta eat crow on DOS. Like, dude's playing good this year. Yeah. I was so mm-hmm. down on SK because of DOS specifically, because he was so fucking bad last time we saw him. He's playing good this year. Like, him and Exekick mm-hmm. are nuts. Like, possibly the best bot lane in the league. Level nuts. Yeah. They're pretty good. So, um, Marcoon also looks really good with this team. The The Marcoon resurgence was really good given the circumstances that he's had over the last couple of years. Yeah. Irrelevant still so. lives up to his name, though. <laughs> and... I mean, Sirtis going to another level, too, has helped this team out a lot as well. Yeah, I think from week one to now, it's just like night and day. Mm-hmm. This team, like, the players that needed to step up did, and the players that were performing well just, like, kind of stepped up a little bit, and they now they all function as a unit, and... I, I don't know whether it's the players that came out and were just like, we're just going to start winning or if the backroom staff changed something, but whatever they did, they kind of solved the the puzzle that, you know, maybe some of the other teams can kind of look at and try mm-hmm. to figure out what they did between week one and week two. Um, but they figured something out and it really, really paid off. Yeah, it was working out really well for him, so... Let's see how it goes because they did get drawn into the, I would say, a harder group because SK does play Koi as the first match of the the group stage. And let's see how they handle a best of three against them because best of three is a different beast from best of one. And we'll see how it goes. Okay, 
Second place, and I feel like we can kind of speed through these last two teams just because top of the table, teams we've already seen up to this point, strong performances outside of a couple of games, or outside of, like, one game for each team. Um, Mad Lions, which actually, Mad Lions went 3-0, so I can't really say that. Mad Lions went 3-0 this weekend, beating Fnatic to start the downfall for them. They beat heretics in a game that was close and then niski pulls off this crazy silas pentakill which was was uh game changing and then they actually was, didn't end the game off of it for another like five minutes it was such a fast pentakill it was like his yeah. his team is fighting he comes out and is just like oh i see the opportunity boom boom boom, boom, boom pentakill it was so quick mm-hmm. Like, actually fucking insane. It was literally, like, four yeah. seconds start to finish Pentakill. Yeah. Oh, it was it was insanely quick how fast it was just racked up. And then they played G2 in the G2 um, Troll Fiesta game, I would call yeah. it. Yeah. Because so. they didn't troll. Mad Lions did not troll. It was just G2 trolling. And Mad Lions just like, mm-hmm. okay, if you want to troll against okay, us, we'll take, a win. We'll take it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want to say I think Chasey is really good. Like I was high on Photon coming in, and I thought Chasey, like okay, Chasey's a player that's coming in. It's coming from you know he was in EMEA already. Excuse me. I I think them between the mad import of Chasey and the vitality importing of Bo and Photon. Those two teams made incredible moves this offseason. Can you imagine going from Armut to Chasey like this? Dude, EU is actually fucking nailing it with their imports. They're importing the right players, not just mm-hmm. importing players who are famous. Crown. That would be the an most example, famous example of one. I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> It's not where I was going with that it, but we'll still. take it. But like, because hey, Chasey's been good. Evie coming over from fucking Japan has been a monster. Like, Evie's been good. I knew he would be. Though. I knew he would be <laughs> because we've seen him at Worlds every faith. year for years. But the fact that he's yeah. actually gelling, like EU is doing imports right yeah. so far. And I want to see them continue mm-hmm. to use imports sparingly for the right people in the right teams like they have been the past year or two, honestly, it's not even just this split. Mm-hmm. So, also like that, Evie has had more of like a online personality since he's come to EU, and it's yeah. been fantastic. I think that's probably my favorite part about him coming over is his post before and after games, where it's like going into games, he's like super happy always, and then after games, it's either like the super happy face again, or just him like <laughs> with like the. <laughs> Said he was gonna give it's, one. It's who, been fun. who did he say he was gonna give an early? He's like, are you like Odo? I respect you, but I'm gonna have to give you an early off season this time around. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been great. It's great. They EU did a really good job with their imports. Um, but Mad, gosh, this team is good. Like Carzy coming back, Hilly coming in. The Dude, question mark of it. Billy has not flipped tails yet. 
he has it, which is a bad sign for Mad, but True. maybe that's just a new leaf that he turned. <laughs> it's also easy when you're putting Hilly on Yumi every game, so that <laughs> as someone's right-clicking for him. Hey, you know, there's plenty of opportunity uh, for him not to be able to do it at the wrong time. Right. And he hasn't. Other players have. He hasn't. He's been... He had that game against Vitality at the beginning of the split where it was kind of sprinty but like oh yeah that, where he played lulu and he like flashed polymorph yeah and he died like and ran away minute. yeah besides that though besides yeah. that he had, he had to get one in he, he has to get his classic hillisang game in and then yeah. vitality this team perks finally back on top neon and kaiser as a bot lane I never realized I wanted this until I saw like this team come together. Like this team is, this team is built really well. And I think that they're, they fixed all of their mistakes from last year, which was apparently just, you know, Carzy Carzy. <laughs> that tweet was hilarious Self-made. after their game. <laughs> I was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. But, I like that both of these teams are at the top, though. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I think it's definitely played out the right way between these two teams. So, and we'll see how it goes because they still have group stages. So, yep, we've already talked about it. Um, group stage, the next stage starting next week or starting this week, will have two best of threes each broadcast day. Um, day one. It will be first off, it'll be Vitality versus Heretics, which everyone has Vitality except for Jax. Just because the Evie thumbs up has gotten to Jax at this point, and he's a believer in the Heretics instead of the Vitals. My entire logic here is I think of the bottom four teams, Heretics has the most potential to be the upset machine. Um like we mentioned when we talked about them, like Evie's a monster. Yango's played amazingly this past week. And Jack Spectra yeah. is scary. So if a team is going to pull an upset, I think Team Heretics is the likely ch- candidate. Do I think they're actually going to beat Vitality? I mean, I think it goes to three games regardless. Like, this is the one where I would confidently say this goes to three games. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would confidently say that about either of the other group's matchups. I'd probably say that about SK Koi as well, which we'll get to in a moment. That's fair. But, like, yeah, I can see Heretics taking it. I give it, like, a 40-60, but I'm taking those odds because everyone else put Vitality, so I'm going to take Heretics. I mean, that is obvious. I think, I, think, I think Heretics wins a game. I think it's a 2-1. I don't think it's a 2-0. But I definitely think Vitality might actually just be the best team in Europe this season until G2 hits their full stride. Uh, Goose. Until any... G2 stops drafting, like. Well, until they stop drafting three Radiant Virtue champions and. Bad. 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 Nah, playing the game on hard change, mode, that's change all it, it is. <laughs> okay, next we have. This is the. I think this is the most split we are because. Well, yeah. Oh, until. Wait. Oh, because no. never mind. Because you have wait. It's just Duffy. Have... Okay. Jax, we'll get to it when we get to the winners one. But your oh scenario, yeah yeah you have is impossible. Right. So yeah, yeah. 
So, okay. For this one, the next one is SK versus Koi, and that is going to be the second best of three on day one. Duffy has SK. I have SK. Mongoose has SK. Ian has SK. Jax, Bickle, and Sam went with Koi. And I totally understand why you did it. This one is largely... Four out of five of these players are summer champions from last year. SK looked really shockingly good, but they're a team that I had zero expectations coming in. Koi looked on the Mm -hmm. up and up this week. They did not look like their week two form. They looked good week one and week three, so I'm going to chalk week two up to something happened internally that week, and therefore Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the defending champions over the upstarts. I think this goes to three games. I get it. I think this is a three-game series for sure. This is the closest one of the weekend. For the first round, at least. Yeah, I do too. I think I think this is uh, Exekick Doss versus Comp Trimby personified as to who wins that. And because... I think that's close enough that it's whichever one gets more resources from their team. <laughs> yeah. I think we both know where... I think we all know where Marcoon and uh, Malrong are going to be heading for a majority of this series. So then the winner of those two will play on the first. Our winners that we have for those two will play the first game on the third day. So day two is it starts with Mad versus Astralis, which unsurprisingly, we all have Mad just because Mad is a good team. Astralis was the team we all had in 10th place or 9th place at the start of this. I think, Mongus, did you have them in 8th? Or did you have them still missing? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I'll look. Nah. You had them in 8th. Uh, yeah, I had them 8th. I was the only one that had you were them. The only oh, believer. and Jax. So. Jax had them out as well. Yeah. So. so. Um, yeah, so Mad over Astralis makes sense. G2 over BDS makes sense just because Recency bias plus G2 is really freaking good, and BDS is a team that's still, I think, still growing. So, all right. So, for the winners that we have between the two teams that are playing on the first day, Duffy, myself, Bickle, Mongoose, Sam, and Ian all have Vitality moving on and qualifying for playoffs. Jax has Koi. So, which makes sense. Yes, this is because Vitality, I am saying, is going to get upset by Team Heretics. They cannot be here. So I'm choosing between Heretics and Koi. And therefore, I'm choosing Koi as the... I think this team is going to be better in a best of circumstance than Heretics. Because they have just shown that last year. Mm -hmm. But again, I think this goes to three games. Yeah, I think this one's going to be this would be that would be a good series if it's Vitality SK Vitality. And no matter what, I think it's going to be a good series. Um, Since we all have the same series for the B side bracket of Mad versus G2. Everybody has G2 except Duffy, who picked Mad, obviously. Yeah, it's so. 
The hard part here is you can't take anything out of the game they actually played against each other for the head-to-head, -head because G2 just fucking hard-inted it. So, like, do you want to say G2 is just going to int it again? Like, I don't want to bet on that. I don't think they int best of series. A exactly. And yeah. that's the reason I'm mm -hmm. hesitant to actually choose Mad, because I think this is going to be a really good fucking series regardless. Yeah. Like, this one I also think goes to three games, and I think it's going to be a fucking banger. I agree. I just, I think G2 is just the better team at this point. Yeah. But I'm still high on Mad. I still think, I mean, I mean, Mad I should Mad easily be the other team. And the lower bracket part of this group. Yeah. Yeah. And so. To briefly explain the, the format and how the advancement works. So it's, it's double elimination, but the teams that are the, the straight up winners bracket winners get to start in the upper bracket in playoffs. The teams that are the losers bracket winners don't get double elimination in playoffs. Mm -hmm. So from this point on, it's double elimination. But once you've lost one, you're down to single elimination going forward. Which I like in this format. I really do yeah. like it. For the rest of the, the split, not just for this stage. Mm -hmm. So that that's yeah. that's crazy to me. And that's... That's the fun part of this is either Mad or G2 is guaranteed to be in lower bracket going into the best of fives. So mm -hmm. one of these teams is going to have to look at a miracle run or too bad. Yeah. The too bad, so sad moment. So. All right. Um, that'll be it. We're done. It's been a long episode. Longer I didn't than we expect expected. it to be this long with three people, but yeah. I think we had a good conversation about stuff. So we're giving the listeners um, their money's worth. Yeah. So um, make sure to wish Duffy and uh, Kangas and Bickle a happy birthday. Absolutely. Uh, wish Sam good luck on his job interview because apparently he would have joined if he didn't have an interview in the morning. And um. Five Thank stars all on all the podcast things. Five stars on all of the podcast things. I would list them all off, but there's way too many of them at this point. Um, thanks to Ian for producing, and you guys rock with the Patreon. And um, we'll see you next. We'll see you next week when we're gonna have a lot more teams eliminated from Europe, and we're gonna figure so, out a lot more stuff in LCS. Okay, no one is gonna be eliminated next week. Because all of the elimination matches happen the following week. Oh, true. Which makes it even more crazy. We're going to have another long oh one next God. week, listeners. I'm sorry. There's no way around it. But We'll know two of the playoff teams. We won't know the other two until after Sunday next week. Correct. So, so that's the other thing. Listeners, I want to explain. According to Leaguepedia, next week only has two of these best of three matches and then immediately into a best of five. So. Yeah. Get ready for lots of EU. Yeah. EU is going to play a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So. All right. Um, But yeah, no, that'll be it. Um, <laughs> uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.